0: host Carol Murphy and Daniel Hogan is in the studio. In just a moment we will be right back with Marcy Zora of EcoFashion Corp. From California to the New York Island From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream Water Welcome back. This is Heartstock Radio and I'm your host Carol Murphy. Today our guest is Marcy Zaroff. She's the CEO and founder of EcoFashion Corp. Good morning, Marcy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Carol. How are you today? Oh, it's uh it's one of those great Montana mornings when you wake up to a blanket of snow when really all you want to see are, are your crocuses blooming. <laughs> yes, I'm counting
1: down the minutes till spring, trust me. Yes,
0: yes, but it it's beautiful nonetheless, you know, it's just chilly, really chilly. And where are you speaking with us from today, Marcy? Yeah, so I'm
1: currently uh, in New York City and uh, calling in from my 55th floor apartment. Uh, Very sunny today, but um, still chilly. Um, And I do split my time in Pennsylvania and a little bit of Costa Rica as well.
0: (laughs) Mm, Costa Rica, one of my favorites. My happy place. Indeedy. Can you give our listeners a little intro here? What is Eco Fashion Corp? Why is it important?
1: Yeah, so Eco Fashion Corp is really 30 years in the making. You know, I've spent my life career really driving sustainable products across different categories. And in 1995, I coined and trademarked the term Eco Fashion to revolutionize the fashion industry through education, education. And inspiration that this was the next frontier and innovation by getting in the trenches and really building this movement and collaboration, you know, joining forces across industries and across products, brands and companies to really, you know, shift the paradigm of fashion because fashion is one of the leading causes of air and water pollution in the world. And what people don't realize is, you know, almost 10% of the world's carbon footprint is coming out of the fashion industry alone. And, you know, 20% of fresh water pollution. And, you know, one of the most heavily sprayed industries in agriculture is cotton. So there's a lot of impacts across waste and water use chemical use, climate change, energy use, Social justice. And, you know, when you pull the curtain back and you really unveil these human and environmental impacts, you know, business as usual and fashion can't continue. So my, my company, current company, Eco Fashion Corp is really the manifestation of all of my years, you know, as a pioneer of this movement, you know, bridging the tree hugger and the fashionista or the tribe and the boardroom. And today we have what we call a greenhouse of brands at Eco Fashion Corp made up of Metaware, which is the engine of our whole company, as well as Yes And, which really sums up my life work and my mantra about no compromise. And then we have two brands that we launched exclusively with QVC. One is called Seed to Style and one is called Farm to Home.
0: And then you have Canopy, is
1: that right? Well, I found it under the canopy in 1995. Um, it was the first sustainable fashion and home brand in North America and built that company um, really from the ground up with the premise that we all live under the canopy of the planet's ecosystem together, right? We're all in this together. And at first we were a mail order catalog going direct to consumer back in the day when before the internet really took off and um, and segued into where I wrote the business plan for Whole Foods Market in the late 90s to actually connect the dots from food into fiber and fashion and textiles. And Under the Canopy launched a store in store March 3rd, 2005, to be exact, um, at Whole Foods in Austin at their flagship megastore. And it was just such a success and it really reinforced that this is a lifestyle. This is a way of thinking, a way of being. It's about, you know, voting with your dollars and making choices that, you know, are about the yes and mantra, about no compromise. Yes in food, that's taste. And in fashion, you know, that's style and quality and beauty products, that's functionality and scent, And then the and is, you know, the social and environmental, fair trade, organic, regenerative, recycled, biodegradable, low impact dyed, all the yummy stuff um, that really set me, you know, on my path that really is kind of at the DNA of my and core of, you know, what I do and really building all of my business ventures as a serial entrepreneur On the five P's, which is people, planet, profit, passion, and purpose. And so Under the Canopy was really my first baby. You know, once we launched in Whole Foods, we got seen by a lot of other retailers and found myself in the C-suites launching the first sustainable textile initiatives for Target and Aveda and Macy's and Bed Bath & Beyond and a number of other retailers. And um, and I exited under the canopy in, in the uh, 2009, came back in 2013 as a consultant, got it really to the next level and then exited again. And so uh, between then and now, I also launched a Plant based seafood brand called Good Catch, um, as part of an agency that I am a co founder in called Beyond Brands with my husband. So I still live today at the intersection of food and fashion. You know, again, validating that. They're all part of the same equation. You know, you can't really support one part without the other because in agriculture, food and fiber crops are growing side by side. And in popular culture, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, our first basic need is food. And then we evolve to shelter and clothing, our next need. And so there, there's interconnection from agriculture to popular culture and that's really been, you know, fundamental to, you know, the passion that is that is, you know, inherent in everything that I do. It's about, you know, using and leveraging the power of products to drive positive transformation
0: in the world. We were just speaking a moment ago about the tropics.
1: <laughs> so,
0: I'm guessing that maybe you you grew up in Florida? Is that right?
1: I did. I did. I, um, you know, I am definitely uh, an ocean girl. And, you know, I love the water. I love taking long walks outside. Um, And, you know, being a part of nature, not just, you know, in the summer months, but all year round, right. So Florida had an influence, you know, where I really connected to the ocean ecosystems and the land ecosystems. And and I found myself studying about the environmental movement early, you know, in my early years. I, I was given a book by a girlfriend of mine called Living in the Light by Shakti Gawain, which really struck a deep chord in me and made me realize there's more than than what we see. And she then also gave me the first Aveda product that ever came out. It was called Clove Shampoo. And I remember smelling smelling it Great and then stuff. reading the label right and then i like read the label and i was like this is so interesting it was you know plant based wisdom and ancient healing traditions and indigenous culture and and i just was really just something lit up inside of me and i was like yes This is it. This is what I want to do when I grow up. You know, I was the kid with the lemonade stand growing up in Florida. I got best dressed in high school. So, you know, the seed of fashion was planted in my early years as well as business. And so, you know, today Eco Fashion Corp is really the convergence of all of my interests from my childhood. And I ended up going to UC Berkeley for college um, in California and going to the Haas Business School. So being in an environment that was so enlightening in, you know, Northern California and and a campus like Berkeley, especially um, really, again, opened me up to thinking about the world from a very different place than, you know, South Florida, which I, I can't say was the most progressive place to grow up, but it certainly planted a lot of the seeds of who I am today.
0: So that time that you spent on the beach, did you have anybody in your earlier years that was helping guide your interest in the environment? You know, it just seems to me like there's a firm grasp of science in your background. Help Mm -hmm. us understand, you know, how did you connect the dots between all of the environmental systems and how it's all playing together to create you know, a healthier food and clothing system?
1: Yeah, I would say probably the first step, the same girlfriend, Surya, who I I mentioned gave me this book, Living in the Light, and my first Aveda product, We sort of went on this journey together, right? And you said, you know, as Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles, right? Begins with one step. And I guess that first step was reading that book and then sort of that light going off for me and and then becoming a vegetarian and then starting to practice yoga and then reading Diet for a New America by John Robbins and, you know, A Better World from, you know, Dr. Benjamin Spock and starting to go to macrobiotic conferences in the nineties. And, you know, and and really just found myself, you know, so drawn to, you know, to learning about health and wellness and the environment in ways that sort of, inspired me to integrate that thinking into business. And then, so I would say my greatest influence became Horst Reckelbacher, the founder of Aveda, because that seed that was planted in in that first product had me, you know, really watching Aveda and what they were doing, because I was drawn to the way he, you know, he used the power of beauty and, you know, and always believed that if you lead people, you know, with this sort of visceral experience, that aesthetic that draws them in. Then you can take them down the proverbial rabbit hole of the why, and the what, and the how, and the where, right? And so Horst and I met at an environmental conference in the 80s, and I just we became fast friends. And so in 1990, I actually co-founded a school that today is known as the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's the world's largest holistic nutrition school, and it sort of integrated Eastern and Western mindset around health and wellness. And we opened within the school the very first Aveda concept salon in New York with, Horst the founder of Aveda. And for 25 plus years, he was my mentor. He, I spent a lot of time with him. I actually ended up getting married at his house on 11, 11, 11 to my, my husband today. And I also spoke, unfortunately, um, at his funeral. He passed away several years ago, but he was such an incredible icon and really is credited as revolutionizing the personal care industry. You know, Aveda, you know, is this kind of global force that has inspired so many entrepreneurs to do well by doing good in the world. And so, you know, he was one of my biggest influences. And then Peter Max. The artist was another big influence of mine. I talk about this in my own book, Eco Renaissance, right? Which a renaissance is a rebirth and the whole premise of my book is through the lens of design we can change the world and that starts with art you know my first chapter is art is life right because we're all creators and we've created the reality we live we can co-create a new reality and that's really the name of the game now because so many of our systems are broken and Peter just painted with so much passion and so much meaning and so much you know depth even though at the end of the day if you look at Peter Mack's art it's color it's It's design. It's style. It's, you know, the way he uses shape and form. People have been drawn all over the world to his work. But what's underlying his work is he's almost channeling his passion for the environment and humanity through his art. So he was always a big influence for me too and became a good friend through the years. You know, the the journey and, and the, you know, book Eco Renaissance that I wrote is really about this awakening that we're all a part of a collective ecosystem and that we're not outside of nature, we're a part of nature, right? We breathe out carbon and nature breathes it in and, you know, our environment breathes out oxygen, which we breathe in. So we have this interconnection and I think that's been, you know, really foundational for me and and again in in sort of the influences of Horst and Peter and and being in Berkeley and diving into the vegetarian and environmental movements. I mean, all of this has influenced my work as to where I am today.
0: So we're going to take a quick little break here, and in just a moment, we will be back with Marcy Sara. This is Heartstock. Well, welcome back. This is Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy, and today we are speaking with Marcy Zaroff, and she is the founder of EcoFashion Corp. We were just talking about all your wonderful influences in life, and I'm just wondering, you know, this question came to mind, but I, I really want to delve into more of your the business part of our discussion. But before we go there, What did you major in at Berkeley? Did you mention that? (laughs) No,
1: for the first two years, I was actually a computer science major, you know, and I was so fascinated. This is in the mid 80s, right? So it was the beginning of the computer industry. And I think what I was so fascinated by was the connectivity was the idea of sort of seeing beyond the potential that we thought we had, right? And this sort of unlimited opportunity to expand our consciousness, right? And as Albert Einstein once said, we can't solve today's problems with the same consciousness that created them. So we have to shift our consciousness. And so I think, you know, as I've looked through the years of, you know, how do I as an entrepreneur take those learnings and that sort of analytical think out of the box, connectivity, you know, also the things I was learning from computers, but then also then apply to the Haas Business School. And so for the last two years, I was in the MBA, undergraduate MBA program, where I was able to get really deep into, you know, the business side and finance and marketing, and believe it or not, kind of served in a a short chapter of my life as an investment banker and all of that experience kind of gave me the pedigree to then when i graduated move to new york city and start my first business which um, as mentioned is now known as the institute for integrative nutrition and has certified over 175,000 people worldwide as health coaches from i think now 140 or 50 countries around the world it's an online certification program so that sort of first chapter where, you know, we were able to educate and empower and activate people around thinking about the power of every single thing we put in our bodies. And I, even when I was going to Berkeley, I was on a personal level. I was cooking and I was eating, you know, macrobiotic, vegetarian, healthy, you know, lifestyle. And people were always asking me, you doing and how do you know and what do you how do you read labels and and so that sort of became the catalyst for that first business which when I saw that you know it's not just what we put in our bodies that matters but also what we put on our bodies and beyond our bodies right because every single choice we make is an extension of ourselves and the environment around us, and that's where I really had this kind of aha of connecting you know the food and fiber worlds and again, working with Horst on beauty and seeing it there all these all these sectors, all these choices are connected.
0: indeed, and it, they all go back to the soil, which I'm hoping that you can really share a little bit about that because you're one of the first folks that I've interviewed that talked about this early on. How do you see all those pieces fitting back to the land?
1: Yeah. So I consider myself a soil junkie, you know, starting my career in in organic and natural food, moving into, you know, organic and natural ingredients and beauty products and then in fiber like cotton and hemp and other natural fibers. And what people don't realize is that over the last 60, 70, 80 years, as we've continued to drive conventional chemical agriculture, GMO seeds, pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides, all these harmful fertilizers and chemicals going into our soil, we've essentially destroyed soil health all over the world. And we've turned a living, breathing ecosystem that, as I mentioned earlier, is meant to capture carbon. It's meant to breathe in carbon. That's a big part of soil's reason for being, right? It's meant to protect us. Think of soil as the skin of the earth. Right. When it absorbs carbon out of the atmosphere, it's taking carbon out of what we're breathing in our atmosphere. And then, you know, soil as a living breathing ecosystem is meant to create healthy plants, which then also feed us in another way. And as the Rodale Institute has said, healthy soil makes healthy plants, which makes healthy people. So I've always looked at how do we rebuild and regenerate the soil that's been so damaged, you know through conventional agriculture, turning it into dirt, where not only does it no longer sequester carbon, but it also doesn't retain water. So you need heavy irrigation in these conventional systems because soil is no longer supple where it actually is resilient you know, to climate change and where it is retaining that water. So using the power of products and driving the expansion of organic and regenerative agriculture is so key. It's like water for chocolate for me. You know, it's kind of, Uh um, you know, at the DNA of whether I'm talking food or beauty or fashion, you know, a third of the world's textiles are made from cotton. You know, cotton textiles, our jeans and our T-shirts, our dresses and our jackets, they're not growing in the department store, right? They start at soil. So how can we then make better choices at the finished product level, you know, where we can leverage the power of fashion to expand truly sustainable agriculture? Because at the end of the day, when we do have healthy soil, and as said, you know, it will absorb the carbon. It's one of our greatest solutions to climate change. And just like our bodies are, you know, our skin is the largest organ in our bodies also meant to absorb. It's, you know, it goes back to making sure that not only are we making healthy choices for our soil, but we're making healthy choices for ourselves. And that is very metaphoric for the fact that we're now coming full circle, we're going back to the source. And that's why people are talking about farm to table, farm to home, farm to closet, right? It's about, you know, lighting ourselves back up in our own source in inside of who we are, That's sort of waking up and saying, wait, I no longer am okay with destruction and pollution and chemicals and, and, you know, and now more than ever before, because of the pandemic, where we couldn't go outside, but we could go inside, we can tap back into that source of what really matters, right? And we're waking up everywhere. And so my whole business model at Eco Fashion Corp is about connecting source to story through, you know. Expanding organic and regenerative agriculture, biodynamic farming, recycling and circularity, biodegradability, and looking at how can we be a part of the solution instead of the problem?
0: Yes, and this is the challenge of the hour, right? it's mm-hmm. it's here, and how do consumers this is the perfect segue for our next question, which is the consumer aspect of it. I mean, as business owners were being more responsible and respectful and sustainable. But there's also some onus on the consumers. And that's where I have seen huge amounts of confusion for the poor consumers because we're used to the old ways. And as we're making this transition, how do we be better consumers? And maybe you could speak a little bit about your products and how – you are kind of reflecting this to consumers so that they know we really are working more sustainably.
1: Yeah. Well, part of our model at Eco Fashion Corp is to make sustainability easy for consumers, brands and retailers, right? Because, you know, it can seem very daunting and overwhelming. Like, well, I don't even know what I'm looking for. I don't know how to read labels properly. I don't know how to navigate a supply chain, you know, productively or efficiently or, you know, or sustainably in terms of protecting the integrity. And so at Eco Fashion Corp, we have four verticals in our group greenhouse of brands, which all share that kind of common soil, right? And that DNA of doing well by doing good. And so Metaware is about meeting other brands and retailers where they are like an Intel inside of sustainable fashion and home, where we have a -a buildable business model. We'll say, what stories do you want to tell? Is it organic, regenerative, circular and recycled, biodynamic, low impact dyed, fair trade, made in the U.S say? And then what products do you want to make? Is it home textile sheets, towels, rogues, loungewear, or is it women's, men's, kids, baby? You know, what is the category and what are your price targets? And then we actually oversee and manage the supply chain from farm to finished fashion. And everything we do is certified and fully traceable. So as consumers, you know, we're leveraging these partnerships with our brands in an eco creation, right? Which is, you know, the name of the game, right? We're stronger together than apart. One plus one equals 11 you know, and then getting things certified. So consumers can say, I'm not just going to support organic food or, you know, clean beauty, which is those two worlds have really taken off and crossed over now. I mean, 83% of Americans are buying organic food now, at least occasionally. This is no longer a niche concept, right? So then when you look at, you know, in our world, the equivalent is known as the GOTS standard, the global organic textile standard. And this is about, you know, 70%, percent at least up to 95%, which is the, you know, you get to make the full organic claim, um, of the fiber is certified organic to the NOP program, the same program governed by the USDA that oversees the food system. But every single touch point in the supply chain of a got certified product is also managed and overseen and audited so that there are no harmful chemicals anywhere in the process, from the fi- the dyes, the finishes, the packaging. So it's literally a got certified product is the platinum standard for a finished textile. And we have three brands at Eco Fashion Corp of our own that we've launched. One is at joinyesand.com, And that again, going back to the yes and philosophy, yes, you can have everything you want, style, quality, fit, color, comfort, softness, You know, price and, oh, by the way, you know, socially and environmentally responsible. And we even have a yes and resale program called yes and repeat. Uh, It's a secondhand market for yes and um, and lots of ways to engage and learn, you know, along the way. And then we have two brands on QVC that we created exclusively for QVC one is called farm to home and one is called seed to style and these are also both got certified brands they're inclusive and In seed to style we go all the way to this 3xl so we really break the stigmas that you have to give up anything you know like like style or quality you know sustainable fashion is not about you know crunchy frumpy boxy beige boring you know overpriced all these stigmas we break those stigmas and make it affordable accessible you know fashion forward and and you know truly certified so that it's transparent and traceable we even now have a blockchain technology in the seed to style and yes and brands where a consumer can scan the QR code on a finished product on the hang tag of the label and actually watch and and be a part of the entire journey of the product. Every touch point, how long the product has traveled, what all the inputs are, meet the farmers, meet the factory workers, videos and photos and testimonials. And the next frontier, which is uh, underway and hopefully will be up and running in the next six months, is all the impacts, how much carbon we're sequestering in the soil. So, you know, the consumer knows they're a part of this solution. By voting with their dollars.
0: And how might our listeners find you, Marcy?
1: I am on all the social media channels. So on Instagram and Twitter at Marcy Zeroff. You can also be emailed at Marcy at EcoFashionCorp.com. I have my own site at MarcyZeroff.com. We have our company site at EcoFashionCorp.com. I'm on LinkedIn at Marcy Zera. And of course, our brand also on Instagram, yes and seed to style and farm to home, as well as Metaware Organic.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your story on heartstock, your incredible inspiration. I really appreciate it.:
1: Thank you so much for having me, Carol. I'm really looking forward to continuing on this journey and where we can all you know be the change and eat the change and wear the change we all wish to see in the world.
0: Yes, indeed. And as usual, I'm your host, Carol Murphy, and we'll be back next week. Until then, peace. Heartstock
1: Radio is a production of KBMF 102.5 Butte America Radio. Hear our programs every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time via
0: live stream at butteamericaradio.org. Oh, California.